Force. 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 The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your source for everything Star Wars gaming. Each week, your hosts will go over the news, updates, and more that have been happening in the galaxy far, far away. Come join us and our community of like-minded fans as we dive deeper into Star Wars games, past, present, and future, Star Wars lore, and the new shows and movies as they get announced and released. Welcome to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Eclipse again. And we're going to be talking about some KOTOR and just kind of what we've been playing around with in terms of Star Wars gaming. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with some Star Wars up... Nah, this is Star Wars Uplink. We're going to talk about Star Wars Eclipse. <laughs> Welcome to Friday, everybody. This, uh, this session of uh, Star Wars Uplink is brought to you by uh, tiredness and uh, <laughs> exhaustion. And <laughs> yeah, so Star Wars Eclipse, uh, again, as every time that we talk about this, there has been always, there is the pre-roll that we have to say and talk about how the controversies around this game, there is a allegedly... We want to be careful about those words here. Uh, allegedly, David Cage, I think that's his name, the the lead guy on the Quantum Dream Studio, has a lot of uh, not very nice thoughts around many different top topics and has a very toxic environment. Like he's created a toxic environment yes, in the workplace. As well as his very misogynistic and mm-hmm. those types of views. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Love it. Uh-huh. Okay. Because <laughs> apparently he's suing some kind of like news organization in France or something. Ah, because they're trying to poke him at it and... Yeah. For slander and all that fun stuff. Of course. Which is not surprising with impairing with this news that we're going to be talking about. Oh, good. The game is not, according to Bestman Bulletin, who is a uh, very... Very reliable leaker, just news cover in terms of Star Wars games, leaked the release or the announcement of Star Wars Squadrons months before anyone else, Mm. as well as um, the new stuff in terms of the KOTOR remake that's coming out at some point. And so he's got a pretty good track record in, in terms of news around Star Wars, both the shows, movies, and uh, the video games. According to him, the game isn't coming out until 2027 or 2028. Oh, good gosh. And that's even if it comes out at all, because uh, the yeah. more time that these things do, the like the more likely I expect it to be canceled, especially like considering the backlash and the, mm. the hashtag b- a blackout Star Wars Eclipse movement that's been going on to mm. kind of just say, hey, Disney... We don't appreciate you giving the license to this development company who has all of these con- uh, controversies around right, it. Right, right. Hmm. So yeah, 2027 or 2028, and that's apparently because they're having hiring issues. What? They aren't able oh to, to hire enough people to be able to get this game developed in a time frame. And like we've covered past episodes... <laughs> 
they're also struggling with the engine that their games are made in, mm-hmm. in terms of the scope that they want to offer for this game, and it not really suited very well for that scope. So by the time, if it even comes out, 2027, that is a... That's a that's good five long way to away. six years from now. Yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. I'll be in my 30s. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will be almost 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see, 2027, I'll be turning 24 this year. So I'll be like 29 mm-hmm. or 30 when this game yeah. comes out. That's ridiculous. That's a long time uh-huh. in general. How long did Elden Ring take? <sighs> Four or five years, I think. Mm. But they didn't announce it until much later in the cycle, right. which is what normal games are supposed uh-huh. to do. I think, I think EA likes to keep their games in terms of announcements. Normally, again, they've done some things with uh, their canceled Star Wars games where they announce it too early, but they've gotten really good at staying within the six to nine months mm. time frame mm. uh, is where they usually like to keep their games in check huh. um and I, and like the game industry is moving more towards that because you see stuff like cyberpunk and they announced that in 2012 oh my gosh it what? was before the the xbox one and x or ps4 came out wow i didn't realize it was that. before the witcher came out <gasps> they announced that yeah what? they had a teaser at e3 in 2012 oh my gosh <laughs> yes and then they well, released I, The Witcher in 2015, I believe. It's a miracle it came out, really. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in terms of kind of reporting, they didn't start development of that game until 2016. But that's still, by the time it came out in 2020, it's four years. Mm-hmm. But like when you announce a game yeah. in tw- 2012... How can you announce a game and it not be somewhat somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that is risky. Yeah, they announced that game a decade ago. That's crazy. Mm. I did not realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why everyone's hype was so much because they mm-hmm. were they released this teaser. That's all it said. It was like twenty seventy Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, um, by CD Projekt Red. That was all, and then they had like a span of a few years, and then they released another teaser, and then they had a span of another few years where they released another teaser, and then they had the full announcement of the game, and then it got delayed a couple times. And even with those delay, it wasn't, it didn't launch very well. Huh. Yeah. It's, That's stupid. <laughs> game development's wild. Uh, like yeah. the more the, the more I dive deeper into kind of the behind the scenes around game development, the more I've just been like completely mind blown about like, these, these It seems things. like there's no science to it. Like I feel every, like. Every in, single studio is very different. Yeah. I feel like in cinema there's kind of like a format now, but in mm-hmm. game development it's still totally brand new. Like the it's a frontier that people are still trying to explore and still trying to nail down. Yeah. So it's fascinating to see that that actually happened. Like uh-huh. <laughs> that they could announce something and still have all that hype mm-hmm. a decade later. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and so we, we're we're in a very interesting location when we talk about Star Wars Eclipse mm-hmm. because you have all of these things outside of the game itself that are these forces that are looking more and more like it's just not going to happen. Yeah, It's probably going to join the likes of Star Wars 1313 mm-hmm. and um, 
Project Ragtag, I think is what it was called. <laughs> um, uh, a game that Visceral Games was going to be making uh, from EA. And then that game went to development hell. And then from there, like the whole company basically got killed by that game. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and then that game got moved to another development company. And then that development company canceled the game. So it it went through a lot before it eventually kind of just petered out. So you, I I am all for games like what Ubisoft did, where they just literally announced the title of it and said, or not even the title of it, just said, "Hey, we're Ubisoft. We're got we've got the Star Wars license. We're going to be making an open world game. We're not going to tell you when it's going to come out. Yep. We're not going to tell you any details around it. We're going to tell you this is the development studio. This is the engine that they're going to be using." Fill in the blanks in your own brain what you want to think. And then whenever that comes out, yeah. which is if they started in, I think they announced that in 2021, early 2021 is when that was announced. <laughs> if they started it, then it seems like it was probably pretty early production because they're also working on the Avatar game, Avatar Blue People game. Oh, yeah. Open world as well. So I think it's going to be very similar to that. Probably. But I don't expect that game until 2023 at the earliest, yeah. probably 2024. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that tactic better where mm-hmm. it's like, this is what we want to do. Yeah. It's not a guarantee. It's not, there's no promises made. It's just, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the bare bones of what we have to offer yeah. sometime. At some point in the future. (laughs) The thing that gets me is it's such a shame that they're wasting all of this effort onto a game where they could put it towards someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand fully is why were they ever really on the table in terms of building out a Star Wars game? And, like, what would suck... You mean the Eclipse Yeah, Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, Quantic Dream. What would suck is if, because that game looks to be pretty dark. Yeah. It looks to have a lot more of that darker tone that Mm -hmm. we've all been wanting in Mm -hmm. terms of Star Wars, especially the Star Wars gaming side of things. Um, It would suck if we just lose that entirely because of that studio. Yeah. I could totally see that happening Mm -hmm. is they eventually, they're like, oh, hey, we're we're struggling with this. Um, depends on the contract. Maybe they they wrote the contract very well. It's like, <laughs> we know this is eventually going to come out, so we're going to put this in our contract that no matter what happens, we will be making this game or right. we will have that license. Yeah, I could see that. So <sighs> that would also suck. Oh yeah, I know. It's funny because like it it does feel like that in the gaming world where like it, if someone even suggests or like is just starting to make a thing Mm -hmm. no one can pick it up like if it dies it's dead yeah we have to we can't that's what's so depressing about battlefront's death yeah and i don't want if there is ever a battlefront 3 i don't want dice to make it Mm -hmm. they get away i don't (laughs) want you stay back yeah but what that game ultimately needs is its own studio or mm-hmm. a studio built up from it, or yep. one that says, oh, hey, you're a smaller studio, but you've done great work. Mm-hmm. Here's the Star Wars license. Your job will funnel you money. Your job is to make this game and support it and keep it alive. Mm-hmm. But I highly doubt that would ever happen if EA, I, they don't have the exclusivity, but I don't know if they still have the license for Battlefront. Like, could mm-hmm. could another game studio go to lucasfilm lucasfilm games and be like yo hey lucasfilm i want to make a battlefront 3 
Right. Would that actually, would that work? Could yeah. they even do that? We don't know. Uh, it just seems like they should. Like, um, why is everyone so against each other? Like, you know, like, I feel like <laughs> they're all like fighting against each other and like, it's eh, so much competition, but it's like, what? Well, I don't know. Can we just use the bones of other structures and make new <laughs> well, things? Well, that's what EA's done a lot. Is, oh, uh, really? in, in Fallen Order, they had a lot of assets that was from uh, that were a lot of those assets were from Battlefront, hmm. even some Project Ragtag stuff. Mm-hmm. Squadrons actually has a folder of Fallen Order, Battlefront, and Project Ragtag assets hmm. that they used. So that's cool. it is in in that specific use case, they do do that, right? But I don't know how that works. If like if you're a Lucasfilm, if you have a Star Wars title, do you? Sh- if you're over here in EA, do you share your assets with Ubisoft? I don't. I wouldn't think so. Hmm. From Lucasfilm's perspective, it would make sense for that uh-huh. cross collaboration to happen. But from Ubisoft and EA's perspective, right. that does not work well for them. Hmm. And not everyone's on the same platforms and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of complicated variables. Yeah, but like stuff like the models are usually designed in Blender, mm. or they're usually designed on a some like a platform that everyone uses that they port into their engine. Gotcha. Not many actually use the engine for that mm. that designing of the characters and the models. <laughs> sometimes they'll do it. Like if you're a smaller indie developer, sometimes you'll all do it all in one. Or sometimes you'll make the entire thing out of Blender and then import it into an engine to get everything rocketing rolling. <laughs> or Unity. This is a world I am not... I have I have no, like, connection to. <laughs> the world of animation and gaming development. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. <laughs> that intimidates me. <laughs> I have enough uh, stage fright when it comes to just drawing things. Yeah. That, woo! <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't mark like a black spot or eclipses another <laughs> game. <laughs> um, hopefully we get to the point where, yeah, this may be a bad situation now, but it leads to maybe some other developers or maybe even Disney and Lucasfilm Games looks at each other and says, hey, we need to set parameters on who gets the license that may be a good thing or maybe a bad thing but i think they need to open it up in terms of just from my perspective quantic dream and star wars doesn't really mesh well to me in terms of like i always i always saw that as kind of like a conflict from their past games they're very mature maybe that's something that they wanted to experiment with Mm -hmm. and see what a studio like that could do with the star wars space but like it always confused me that Quantic Dream and Star Wars would ever try to make it work and have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, because it's... Because the game engine is mature? No, just the the studio, Quantic Dream, the games that they make aren't... They don't speak really Star Wars to me, (laughs) at least in terms of... uh, a way that makes sense. Like what Quantic Dream does and what Star Wars does, I think are two different worlds. And I, di- I didn't really ever see that working out very well. I think mm. it would be interesting to see what they actually came up with. But right. I'm not surprised that it's coming, in, coming into all of these different problems that they're having. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What like examples of games 
They've done Detroit Become Human, which is about uh, the humanity of, of these robots and an uprising of these androids. And they get into a lot of these political different discussions around those points. Um, and just uh, another one I think they did is Heavy Rain, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's one of those, it's a murder mystery type game. A serial killer comes in. Like all of these, they're very heavy topics and mm. they're very heavy story beats. And um, I just never really saw that kind of pairing very well with Star Wars. At least in, at least in terms of, uh, oh, hey, you're going to be one of the, the first announcements that we're going to give in terms of uh, some future Star Wars games. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially considering how early they announced it yeah, in terms of I mean, for release. Good gravy. Yeah. At least they had a pretty commercial. Yes, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll be back to talk some more Star Wars games. This podcast is a production of Uplink Media Group. Uplink is a podcast network dedicated to highlighting the love and experience of gaming and pop culture. Check out our other shows, The Battlefield Show, Star Wars Uplink, and The Forge, the Halo Infinite podcast, as well as our YouTube channels for even deeper dives into Battlefield, Star Wars, and more. YouTube.com slash Uplink podcast and StarWarsUplink.com. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn. You have learned. Okay, so we talked about your experience with diving deeper into mm-hmm. some Star Wars games. I want to talk a little bit about my experiences diving deeper Let's into some Star Wars it. games. Um, so, like I said last time when we were talking about yours, I have been a couple years ago. I went on this journey to explore more Star Wars games because your pilgrimage, I, my, my pilgrimage into the <laughs> the forest of Star Wars mm-hmm. games. Um, the galaxy of Star Wars the, games. Yeah, the galaxy. The I hopped galaxy. on the Millennium Falcon and I'm flying to these different <laughs> Star Wars game planets. Um, I played through KOTOR 1 and 2. Again, this was a while ago. I, I'm i playing through KOTOR on mm-hmm. stream right now. This Saturday won't be streaming. Uh, I have a video shoot just for uh, my production company. And then I think the next week I want to hop on and, and stream. But... <laughs> I have forgotten so much about that game. It's basically me playing it again. Yeah. Um, which you can is tell. Great. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Uh, next up will be probably be KOTOR 2, unless I want to take a break. And I played Jedi Academy most of the way through and really had a fun time with that. So I want to play that again. Did you finish it? I got stuck and then I played it a lot hmm. to get past that stuck portion. Uh, and then I just forgot about the game. Uh, what? I think it was around the time where I moved out. Okay, that makes so sense. it was. It was There's a lot those going transition. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's why I didn't really continue it there. But I'm so pumped to play that one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Force Unleashed games are some of my favorites. They're just so so good, and that's what you're going to be hopping into soon. Um, I've been like some of the early Star Wars games that we played yeah. were Lego Star Wars games. Oh, so okay. I went back and replayed those ones again. Was that like the first? Those were the OG, the first Star Wars games you've ever played? I think so. Wow. Yeah. I think the first Lego Star Wars game was like the first Star Wars game we played. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I went back 
to a few years ago when it got at when we bought our PlayStation 4, we got the Darth Vader version, which came with like five Star Wars games. Oh, that's awesome. Super Star Wars, Bounty Hunter, which I played through both of those. Um, Bounty Hunter is fantastic. I love that game, but the controls are so janky. Oh. Um, super fun. I would love to see another game like that where you're playing as Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. Bounty hunting yeah. on Coruscant. Like... <laughs> Some of my favorite things. Super Star Wars is a Super NES game, uh, SNES game. It came out on that. tight. <laughs> <laughs> it came out on that. I played through that. It's really hard, but really fun. Interesting. Just 8-bit uh, platformer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's great. Uh, it, may, it may have been 16-bit. I think it was 16-bit, because I think uh, SNES was 16-bit. Played that. Super fun. Star Wars Racer. Played that. Super fun. Um as well as one that was a ship combat game that I can't remember. I played what? as like Mace Windu, I, I oh think. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see here. Now you played the games after you'd seen all the movies, correct? Oh yeah. Kick it. Kick. Yeah. It oh, wasn't yeah. like a, that wasn't your first introduction to Star Wars. That was like, no. oh my gosh, this is Star Wars. Let's play There's, it. It was an expansion of Star Wars um, for me. Nice. Because we, we grew up like Star Wars games, mm-hmm. or Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but we started with the original trilogy yes. and then went to the prequels. Same. Which is uh, what I was super happy about. And I think we, 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 we've, we've had this conversation on the podcast before. Yeah, so it came with a pack of Super Star Wars, Racer Revenge, Bounty Hunter, and Jedi Starfighter. Jedi Starfighter is um, just a Starfighter game, obviously. Uh, I believe you play as Mace Windu, but it, the controls were janky. I did play it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you do. It, it, was, it wasn't a like remake or remaster or anything like that. It was a port. So it, it ported um, the same. They didn't improve anything. It was basically just a way to play it on PS4. Uh. Yeah. And it was it was fun. Uh, going back and playing those games and it was really fun bonus too because we had Darth Vader PS4 we had Battlefront 2015 and then we had those four Star Wars games as well so it was great Um, yeah fantastic time and then uh, not too long ago I bought all of the Star Wars games on Steam when they were on sale in the Super Bundle and by all of them like how many is that Uh, I think the bundle was like Normally, it'd be like $300, but it was like $100 to get all of them or something along those lines. But I had already picked up a bunch of them, so it was mm. like $50. Oh, nice. So they yeah. chopped yeah. off whatever ones you already had. Exactly. I which, love that. Which is great. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd been picking up those games like Clone Commando. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just Commandos, right? Star Wars Commandos? Clone Commandos? Uh, Republic Commandos? Yeah, Republic Commandos. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so that game, super fun. Played oh, a bunch of that so on good. stream. So have you played through all the games that you have? I have not. Uh, there are a lot of games I still want to play. I need to play Empire at War. What's, um, what's, what's the gameplay for that one like? <sighs> that sounds like a huge game. Empire at War. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I think it's a lot of strategy, um, spaceship combat game. If I remember correctly, um, a lot of people in the space, they there's so many mods for it. Oh my gosh! Really? That and there's a remake that's happening where they're remaking the game in Unreal Engine, I believe, um, to make it even more high fidelity. 
but they use it a lot for cinematics too because of the mods uh, you can actually go through and use those assets and put in your own to have the space combat and, and to have a lot of those sequences that you wouldn't be able to in other games that's cool so if you want to do those cinematics and you want to actually use a game mm-hmm. uh wolf 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 friend of the show just just great guy all around he um some of his early cinematics before he moved to a lot of the Unreal Engine stuff was working on, um, was using Battlefront 2. I can't remember if it was Battlefront 2015, but it was definitely Battlefront 2 and um, Empire at War, as mm-hmm. well as a couple other things in there. But they would use certain mods to get certain sequences done. That's cool. Super, super fun. It's a huge community around that game. Modding is huge for it. Um, Battlefront I played both of those games those are fun mods as well I haven't dived into the mods yet but yeah. I really want to <laughs> like what um, I don't know you can add uh, different characters into it um, that's what I'd be interested in yeah uh, those games still hold up very well they do and they look really good on PC they do even playing it on Xbox through backwards compatibility is great mm-hmm. like it looks so crisp <laughs> Like it does a really good job, and I I can't remember if it's got the FPS boost, but without even anything like that, it looks fantastic, and it's just super fun to go back and play those games. And then there's a lot of the ones that it just like sprinkled through. Um, I definitely want to play some more the original Rogue Squadron because I can't remember if I hmm. played that one. I think it came out in Nintendo 64, and we didn't have an N64. Hmm. Um, but we did play those later ones that came to GameCube, so that that's gonna be really fun. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, there's a few other ones too. The second Jedi Knight game I I need to play because I was playing the first one. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um. So th- those will probably be played on stream as well. Nice. Uh, we still need to dive deeper into Swotor. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Buster. <laughs> they just had a new uh, update as well. To add some more Sith, and oh my gosh, I, we haven't talked oh, about this yeah. on stream or on on the podcast. But I don't know if you saw it, but they had a new cinematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was there with you, and we watched it. Right, that was it. Right? No, no, nah. What? Yeah, there's. What, a, did I, what, what was I watching then? I have no idea. Oh my gosh! I reacted to it on the podcast or on the on the YouTube channel. I, I did a reaction video on that it's great gorgeous gorgeous cinematic it's with the little twilight girl right and then she grows up with the guy yeah yeah i saw that did we yeah we watched did we watch See? it later that night because i'd reacted yes, to it we must yeah. have i didn't i had no like this is what this is i was just mm-hmm. plopped down and you're like <laughs> turned it on and oh pretty i assume this is what i'm watching and i think i saw it later on I, uh, I think you did this in your free time. I think I may have sent it to you. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Something happened. I saw it. Yeah. I eventually found out what it was about. Uh-huh. And now I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're both Gorgeous. wrong. We're both right. It's yeah, okay. Exactly. We can accept that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the visuals mm-hmm. of that. Like, the previous ones were pretty. But this takes it up to a whole new level. It just shows the yeah. technology around those cinematics and what they can actually achieve it's now is incredible. Mm-hmm. And something too, um, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast before. I told it in that reaction video, 
but my introduction to Swotor was through those cinematics, and I was so pumped. It's like, oh my gosh, those are gorgeous. Yes. Graphics can be this great. Every single time. <laughs> I hated how MMOs do that, yes. where they like reel you in with this gorgeous, gorgeous deep dive into the world that mm-hmm. you're in, and I'm using quotation marks there, because you are <laughs> not in that world. You're in a world where it's super tiny, and everything looks like it was made in the 90s. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's not what they pump mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah. So I was, one, massively disappointed on that mm-hmm. front. Also, when the game first came out, it was janky. Yeah, I'm sure. It had a lot of issues. Every All the servers were crashing, and the gameplay was crappy, and they didn't have enough quests for everybody. So there was a lot of things that just gave me this negative connotation around SWOTOR. But was that, was that the first MMO? You had ever experienced? Oh, yeah. Yes. And that was like the only MMO you ever experienced? Yes. Gotcha. That explains so uh-huh. much. <laughs> uh, and and I've, I've played League of Legends as well. That was another thing that was... That's a very different yeah, uh, it is. take on MMO. But. It is, but it's still in that MMO space. Uh-huh. And it's still wildly popular. Mm-hmm. So I played that. I tried to, at least. And I just don't like... I don't like that gameplay style. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the camera perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, so high above. Yeah, and... so high above. I can't really feel immersed in the game. Yeah, hard to feel like an RPG. It's like, yeah. it's It, it makes me hyper aware of I'm not in this world. Mm-hmm. I'm controlling this character. Yes. Yep. And it, it I struggle to connect with those stories as well because I don't feel as connected with the characters or even the character that I'm playing with because of that. Do you ever get overwhelmed by the lore? Like where there's like, especially in like a game like MMOs or something and they just, they have so much backstory that you feel like you have to get caught up on. I mean, at this point that's kind of my feelings around SWOTOR. Hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I understand. Because, like, so much has happened. That game's been out 10 years now. Right, yeah. There are so many different expansions, so many different paths, and people have been playing that game for so long mm-hmm. that it, it, it's a very difficult game to get into. So um, many decisions. <laughs> so many. <laughs> hate it. I hate it. But I also love it, so. <laughs> yeah, and Dinko's been playing. Uh, he, he did a stream last week. Where he played Swotor. Nice. And it was really fun to watch that. Uh, so it makes you kind of want to play it, doesn't it? Within like it? the first 20 minutes, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was great. I sent him a. a I was watching the, the on demand video for mm. that. <laughs> it was like, you were dead. And I was like, that's, that's a little rough, buddy. He's like, yeah, Zio comes to save me. And my. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was fun to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know uh, what level they are at? I'm curious. I'm just nosy. Uh, early on. Oh, good. I, I so don't we know. Can catch Zio's up. Zio's been. <laughs> I think Zio's seven, 16, 17, yeah. something like that. I nice. think that's the level she is. I I can't remember. Yeah. I know I know her her and Dinko have been hopping on a few times, and he just started a new character uh, yeah. that yeah. is more entry level and he wants to play more in terms of um the backstory and just have a lot more of uh, freedom there and it's a a sith he's Mm -hmm. going for nice nice so yeah if you want to check that out definitely head over to the youtube channel to uh keep an eye on that (laughs) 
So yeah, Star Wars games, uh, as we got, dive deeper into, as you dive deeper and I have more experience with these games that I've already played, but mm-hmm. have forgotten a lot of just because <laughs> I've played so many games since then. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to, uh, I've been missing KOTOR. Mm. Like I've been missing the, the, really? the, the playing with it. And we usually stream for about an hour uh, on YouTube. Uh, the last one I played a little bit longer because I just I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fun, and now I'm actually getting into the point where I'm getting deeper into the story. I'm going on these different quests. It's it's great. Yep. If you haven't played Kotor, highly recommend it. Uh, next episode, we should be. I should have played more Kotor, so definitely look out for that. Mm-hmm. And then the episode after that, we'll have a guest, so Ooh. it'll be fun. Yeah. I think that's it for this episode of Star Wars Uplink. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, we appreciate your support. Leave us a review if you uh, like the show, are glad that we're back to weekly releases. I know I am. It's uh, good to have the schedule and the time to uh, talk some more Star Wars. And uh, we'll we'll soon be starting our series on the Star Wars movies again. And we're going to go through the entire timeline. So that'll be a a continuous segment on the podcast. Oh boy. (laughs) As well as all the discussions around Star Wars games and soon Lego Star Wars. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Thank you all so much. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us at Star Wars Uplink. You can head over to our YouTube channels where Star Wars Uplink and Star Wars Uplink Shorts for the short side of things. We have a, a fun time uh we, we, i finished off the first season of the what if mace windu survive fan fiction series i was doing and now i'm doing one on uh what if anakin won against obi-wan and killed obi-wan so diving into the deeper darker side of things of what would happen if anakin truly embraced the dark side and i've been having a blast diving into that and it's been fun But if you'd like to check that out, that sounds fun. We also do lore little shorts, one-minute lore segments to keep you updated on all things Star Wars. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, may the Force be with you.